Good afternoon. Four degrees. Let's stay with the weather for just a moment. I was reading today about how early fans are being advised to arrive at the Super Bowl game. Early are they arriving? Pardon? How early Early are are they arriving? Well, it's a a security issue deal. The Mm. gates are going to open at 1. Okay. And ticket holders are being advised to get there early. I don't know if that means 1, but they're being warned, don't show up at 4. Right. I would agree with that. Well, that's wise counsel for sure, yeah. Last year, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say last year. I was going to say, didn't you experience this in Houston? It was 90 minutes. And that was in nice weather. And that was in perfect, it was 78 yeah. No, not a cloud in the sky last year. Well, See, this is a, that. That would be another reason to keep me. Uh, I don't. I'm not ripping the Super Bowl, but that would be another reason for me not to go. NFL security chief Kathy Lanier told Super Bowl Fifty Two fans yesterday to take light rail transit, arrive early, dress warm, be vigilant, and and have fun. Hey, I'll throw some fun out there too. Please, please, please do not come late. Lanier said at a news conference with federal and local security officials. Why? I understand. Well, there's more on the security issue coming up, but I, I understand uh, big sporting events can be security issues. But that seems to be paramount. That seems to be the paramount dynamic in this whole thing. Yeah. It's shaping up as a security uh, event, and and it's precisely because of security that. It's going to take forever to get in. It's going to take forever. Well, here's the problem. It's going to the forecasted high Sunday is nine. Now nine's doable. Yeah, but not standing in it, un, unmoving for an hour or two. Yeah, your toes are going to get cold. And when you go to the Super Bowl, you always want to dress fancy. Isn't that part of it? You dress fancy. Well, you would you would think so, uh, particularly because it's indoors. Right. Uh, Lanier repeated the timeless, the timeliness plea several times, saying U.S. Bank Stadium will be open at 1 p.m. and there will be entertainment and activities for fans up until the start of the game at 5.30. We don't want everybody showing up at 4 p.m., she said. So what does this mean? If you go at 1, you're going to see the, uh, you know, Von Trapp family singers on the well, that's on what stage. I was wondering. What's the grade level? Is she referring to entertainment and activities in the stadium or outside the stadium? Right. We're going to see a little tumbling act. You know, it, hey. Let's say you have a couple of tickets. You and a friend, you and a significant other are heading to the game. You don't really care who wins or loses. And you've got the disposable income that it doesn't matter what the ticket cost, what have you. Right. Wow. If you don't want to wait in line for two hours, who cares if you go after the game starts? If you don't want to wait in line forever. Sure. Well, but when you get close to game time, you want to see, uh, you know, not Whitney Houston, but whoever singing the, the national the anthem. anthem. Sure. Who was the anthem this year? Pink. Oh, yeah. Lanier uh, said uh, fans have to be outside briefly to get into the building. Well, she's hoping that it's briefly, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, then we get this leave no skin uncovered. Wear layers and warm, comfortable footwear. Once you get inside, it's warm. Okay. Uh Windshields are uh, uh, predicted to be well below zero Sunday afternoon. Yes, very right. 
solidly below. Uh, on the dais, dais with her in a conference room at the downtown Minneapolis Hilton were Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen, Homeland Security Special Agent Alex Koo, Minneapolis Police Chief Madaria Arredondo, who plays shortstop for the Tigers, Minneapolis Police Chief Commander Scott Gerlicher and Richard Thornton, the FBI's Minneapolis Special Agent in Charge. Uh, now, then the fans are being advised to buy round-trip tickets on light rail. Uh, the Super Bowl is a level one national security special event because it's a high-profile target. Because of that, uh, Nielsen said, 1,700 federal officials have been involved in preparations performing more than 200 security threat assessment studies and 52 training uh, sessions from active shooter uh, training to cyber concerns. And then then they say, but we don't have any credible or specific threat. Yeah, it's just the the, the blanket. This is just the hoop you got to go through in this day and age. Uh, They say they're ready for anything that comes their way. And they're hoping that that uh, may be limited to just the cold weather. Uh, Let's see. Mm. Super Bowl host committee spokeswoman Andrea Mokros said, We have adjusted each night to improve the flow and allow people to move from one end of the other to more more easily. She's referring to the activities on Nicollet Mall. Mm. Uh, However, most of this is capacity. We have an amazing turnout, but it means not everyone can get up close. I guess last night was fantastic. Oh, what did, I, I uh, wasn't last I, night fairly warm. Ah, uh, yes, and beautiful, a little snow falling, right? And, and then it starts to, you know, mm-hmm. kind of fall. But I, uh, I, I wouldn't know what to do if I was a ticket holder. I might have to take the Reavers' advice. <laughs> no, I, you I don't might, want to miss might, the other goods. That's the. I might go at six o'clock. No, you can't miss the. Well, I'm a bad waiter. I know, but you can't miss the national anthem. I, it's the, pink. Well, you think I care if I hear somebody named? Yeah, but pink? it's the Super Bowl. You need to see that. I can't imagine that the halftime show. Waiting in line with you. Well, I'd be a bad. I'm, I'm not. Well, I'm not. I'm being candid about it. I'd be. I, <laughs> I'd say the hell with this. I'm leaving. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Well, but let's be honest. If you received a free ticket on the 50-yard line, would you go? Oh, hell no. No. Been there, done that. I think you would. <laughs> could have told you that. I could have spoke for him now. No, but I'd make sure someone more needy would get it. I, you know, I'd, I'd find my Don't charitable. give it to Reavers because he would leave at halftime. No, I'd stick around for no, I'd find, I don't know, I'd, I'd find a charitable uh, outlet. There you go. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily take it. But... Uh, the 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 compound the uh, the compounding factor here Sunday is going to be if as a result of security precautions the uh, check in to get into the building is going to take a long time mm. well then you're then you are dealing with wind chills below zero okay and that will get to bad national publicity. I mean, well, but is it is it really there's nothing bad? the Super Bowl host committee can do about that by the way they've probably done a hell of a job. But it's nature's completely out of their hands, right. and I I know how the media works, and they're going to rip the living hell out of this, 
if it's a 15 below windshield windshield and it's taking Mr. and Mrs. Kravitz and their two kids an hour and a half to get in the building. I think we're just practicing for when Green Bay gets the yeah, Super Bowl. That's not going to happen. No. In fact, as a result of this Super Bowl, I bet it'll be a very, very long time before it ever is played in a northern climate again. Because, well, they are getting a dose of real winter weather right now. They got True. lucky a few days. They're not going to be lucky tomorrow, Saturday, or Sunday. I want 14 inches of snow on Saturday. With a glaze of ice underneath. <laughs> well, you that's what you might very well get. Yeah. yeah. Steve. Yes, sir. You're on the air. Say, we're up at Browerville today, and a newfound friend of mine is from New England. And he bought a Triumph TR3 car from me, and he wanted to come get it today. Why didn't you sell me the car? Well, we'll find you another one. All right. But um, Tom Brady's Tom Brady's mom's family, Gordon and Bernice Johnson, own the farm up there, and Tom Brady has a farm, too, up there. Yep. And uh, I was going to comment the other day about the Super Bowl in Green Bay. Yeah, the hell with that. Tell me about this Triumph. Yeah. Oh, it's a green TR3. I found it through a realtor, and it has a actual steel top, too. Oh, boy. What year? Uh, 1959. Did you sell it on eBay? No, I've known the guy for years. He's been buying some Jaguars and Austin Healy's from me, and but he always wanted to go to Minnesota, so he came for the Super Bowl. Who are you? Why don't you email me? Yeah, why don't you give this data to I'm Joe? I'm going to email you some pictures of a 59 Pontiac hearse I did for a funeral home in Rockford, Illinois. That's fine. You're that's, missing the point. That, he no, wants... no, <laughs> no, I don't want any... Uh, I, no, I want to get in touch with you about British cars. Okay, 50 Jaguar Mark four or five. You look one of them up. I got one of them for you. No, you get, do you know how to email me? Oh, I will. I'll, I'll go to the library today and do it. Okay, but can you give me one second on Green Bay and the Super Bowl? Uh-huh. Yeah, you will now. I can't do it because it's a nonprofit-owned organization. The seat holders are the nonprofit. They will not give any money to Roger or well, anybody else associated with the Super Bowl. Yeah, you probably have a great point. Hey, please get sure. a hold of me and identify yourself, will you? I will do that. All Thank right. you. Thank you. Get over to the library. Library? Does that mean he doesn't have a computer? I think that means he doesn't have a computer. But he must be a good uh, garage logician, though, in the garage. Oh, yeah. What's line two, Neil? That's Neil, That's sir. Neil on the Hi, internet. Neil. Hey, Mr. Mayor. I'm with you. I wouldn't go to this fiasco for a with a 10-foot pole if someone gave me a ticket. This is, more, this is like a Broadway play wrapped in Disney World. Wrapped in a conundrum, trying to—I couldn't imagine trying to stand in line, going through and getting in there with eight layers, and then what are you going to do with your coats and pay for your fifteen-dollar hot dog and watch people who could give a rat, you know what, about football? Okay. Right. And um, it's just the way I, I agree with you, sir. All right, thank you. Uh, well, I don't—I don't, I don't uh, believe that about it. I think it's a tremendous spectacle. Uh, it's a big deal. Okay. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. If there's a 90-minute wait to get in and it's 15 below wind chill, Bam. Uh, the, every I mean, bit of goodwill yep. that, that's been built right, up right. is going to go sailing right Torches. out the window. Pitchforks. Yeah. Let's go. Is Reavers in there? Rock. I just uh, sent you a link, Mr. Mayor, yeah. but not during the... You'll need to view it at some point here. 
here's my question to you. I'm here for you, sir. Playing off an emailer. There is a Skyway link to the stadium. Yes. But as I understand it, one. I think just one. Yes. Okay. Uh, would that be serviceable enough to uh, get everybody into the no. stadium? That would seem like a no, no to me. No. No. In fact, uh, in fact, where would you have to go to? A- What's the nearest point you could access the Skyway system to get into the stadium? Boy, you'd have to go past the. Parking. You know what I'm doing for listeners, don't you? I'm Public helping service? them to prepare to make their moves. Sure, you have to make a walking. You're gonna have to make move. a move. But I, I will say, I took the Skyway to the to the new dome one time. It was so far out of the way and took so much longer. I, it wasn't worth it. Yeah. You know, I'm part of the Bold North. I'll stand outside. Bold North is a BS marketing <laughs> uh, program designed by the Dayton family to enrich them further. Is all that is. You want a nugget? Remember we used to do Super Bowl nuggets? You did used to drop nuggets on us. <laughs> I, I a, have one when you're done. I got a bombshell for you. Okay. Well, I don't. Uh, Tim provided this. It's from the Washington Post. Uh, the president held a summit at the White House to address the problem of increasing violence in football. Are you aware of that? Uh, I was not aware of this. Not Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Teddy Roosevelt. And the year was 1905. Really? Football was actually much more violent a century ago, two statistics from this Washington Post article left me gobsmacked, writes emailer Tim. Tell me why. In 1905 alone, 18 people died playing football, prompting the presidential summit. In the period between 1900 and 1905, at least 45 people died playing football, many from internal injuries, broken necks, concussions, or broken backs. Wow. Woof. That's quite a few. Uh that's it. That's the nugget. That's the nugget? Yeah. Oh. What's yours? Uh, this, according to Dave, Dave chimes in with, I heard a live conference call with Packers shareholders and the president and CEO a few years ago after Lambeau Field was renewed, and they were told Green Bay could never host a Super Bowl because of the city. Uh, Fox Valley could not support that large of a crowd with motels, hotels, Probably. restaurants, et cetera. Probably not. And again... Still think that's the most charming thing that could ever happen. I agree with you because you're enamored with the uh, the importance of that stadium. Yes. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, but it's not going to happen. Here's what I bet. I'll bet you a dollar that the host committee, if if not publicly advertising it, was at least hoping for 40-degree weather, right? Yes. Okay. That's plausible but unlikely. Four, you can get we get forty degree days here. I think a week ago we tomorrow Friday, we yeah, had one. last Friday. But but they're few and far between between say mid December and mid March. Forty degree days are rare, right? And so what you're going to experience today is extremely typical. This is exactly what might have been expected, and I don't want to belabor this point, but uh, yeah, more often than not, this is how it is at this time. Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to belabor this point, but if there are and, and Reavers, you know, experienced ninety minutes length of time to get into the ballpark in Houston last year, that was seventy eight degrees. Nobody complained, right? right. Yeah, they're not going to complain at that point. Well, I Here in Texas, and, you're... And I, you know what? I'm crossing my fingers on behalf of the state of Minnesota, so they don't get the 
be Jesus. Well, we're going to be fine. <laughs> we are going to be fine. Minnesotans are going to be fine. Well, Minnesotans it's are fine. Un- but the people who 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 improbably have bet reputations on this, they've bet, you know, we want to be loved so much. And, you know, hey, don't right. worry about the weather. You know, the weather's worth worrying about when it's nine degrees if there's a 20-mile-an-hour wind. And you're sitting outside. The weather's the worth to get worrying in. about in terms of standing in line to get into a game. Right. It's not worth worrying about if you're going sledding or skating or whatever. But that isn't what people are going to be doing. They're going to be standing still. And for an hour and a half outside. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The security is so intense that in order to justify the intensity of the security, follow me now, follow mm-hmm. me now, yep. focus. In order to 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 uh, give credibility to the fact that you know Goose and Maverick have been flying around here in fighter jets, yep, and and Black Hawk helicopters are rattling windows in Matamidi, and deliveries are being X-rayed and screened at the state fairgrounds and right. a proving ground before they can go to the stadium, and if there's snipers' nests that have been built, and if there's a, a helicopter circling the Twin Cities, keen on detecting radiation levels, you want me to go on? On and on and on um, and on. Do you think they're going to whiz people through the door? Did you just make a Top Gun reference? I think I did. Wow, impressive. That was Super Bowl-esque. But, but it, in order to, to keep up the face of, of that extraordinary security outpouring, mm-hmm. it stands to reason that every 10-year-old little guy and gal going to the game is going to have to open their coats and show their pockets right. and ev- everything. So that's why it's going to take so damn long to get in. I think that's a safe bet. It's going to take a long time to get into the ballpark. But I don't want to go at 1 o'clock in the afternoon for a 5.30 kickoff. Oh, you're in there a long <laughs> Then you're in there till 10 o'clock at night. Uh, yeah, yes. You're in there till 10 o'clock at night. That's It's just too long. Why don't we uh, see if our newsman, Johnny... Uh, Does he have a ticket to the game? No. Johnny Guitar Height coming up with the news. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Four degrees out there. Windchill 15 below. This uh, update is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Proud sponsor of the beer show. Yeah. Tonight, right? Is that tonight? Uh, special guest Fair State Brewing will be oh. on the beer show this evening. Right. They make a good beer. They do make a tasty beverage. And special guest Mike Fratelloni? Well, he might be. Okay, good. He might Just be. Checking. <laughs> uh, Timberwolves back in action tonight. They've got a home game against the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Former Gopher coach Jerry Kill is going back to Southern Illinois University as a special assistant to the Chancellor. Oh, my Chancellor. God, Jerry, retire. He's not coaching. He's just going to be a, an ambassador. But he did this say. again. He did this the last time at Kansas State. Then he went back to coaching, and then he had the health problems. Kill coached at Southern Illinois University from 2001 to 2007. He retired from coaching last year because of seizures caused by his epilepsy. Spent the season as offensive coordinator at Rutgers. Gill says he is excited to contribute to the university's future in any way possible. And SIU Athletic Director Tommy Bell calls Kill a valuable asset for the school. Where is he going? Southern Illinois? So, uh, Southern Illinois, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamil Adai is the new defensive coach, uh, backfield coach for the Gophers. He spent the last two seasons coaching Arizona's secondary. He'll take the place of Maurice Linguist. He announced in January, Linguist, that he's leaving to become Texas A&M's cornerbacks 
coach. Was there a thread of legitimacy to what the guys were talking about this morning on Radio Row, Mackey and Judd and Harrigan, that there's a possibility that Aaron Rodgers could be a Vikings quarterback? Was there a thread of truth to that, or were they well, just having fun? They were having fun, but there is what? What's the clause, Johnny? Because he was illegally put on IR, yeah. he can opt out of his. It's not going to happen. It, it He's going to play for the Packers next year. Yeah, but year. they had an extraordinary clip of him with uh, Golick. Well, uh, criticizing Green Bay's quarterback yeah. coach, and he was not happy he, that his quarterback coach was not retained. Right, but apparently, uh, Alex Van Pelt, who was their quarterbacks coach. I didn't want to stay, so it wasn't. Right. It wasn't uh, as it turns out the team's fault. Van Pelt wanted to go pursue an offensive coordinator role. Well, so. and I think uh, I think it'd I, be fun to have Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. If I can help break uh, it down, yeah. as I saw Aaron today, yeah, uh, he was with me today when I was at the uh, the Golick and Wingo um, <laughs> oh, broadcast. Okay. Are you? You're, that's true, isn't it? That is true. Yeah. and he did say, oh, he told me and the rest of the people there. Uh, that he was miffed that he wasn't consulted. I see. That was kind of yeah. his... Uh, Why would you alienate him? I would stand on a sturdy limb here and say Aaron Rodgers is a phenomenal quarterback. Might be the best in the game, but he is an enormous pain in the ass. Is he? Is he, uh, he strikes me as Hard as to one. handle? Well, he's he's a very good, productive player in the NFL, so I'm guessing that they a lot of those guys it's are. It's funny because you say that, double-A, AA and I... Uh, Aaron, as AA as I call him now, uh, we really didn't have any. There was no Adam friction. Abrams? There was no friction yeah. between us. Yeah. You know, it's uh, we got along with him. Uh, we didn't argue. Let's all just put it that right. way. All right. You know, you I think uh, he just wants to win. That's that's all I think about yeah. Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, most do. Um, probably Thanks, a high sir. percentage of them do. <laughs> just want to win. A right. lot of them don't. Uh, John Height uh, in the yep. newsroom. News notes from today: Members of the Saint Paul Federation of Teachers voted yesterday Boo, to strike, yes, citing a lack of progress at the bargaining table on the most important issues for the uh, members of the union. According to a release from the union, members plan to file a notice of intent to strike today. SPFT said roughly two-thirds of the union's 3,700 members voted, roughly 82% of school and community professionals, 90% of educational assistants, and 81% of teachers and licensed staff voted to strike. Members of the union have said the district has offered them a small raise during past negotiations, but officials reportedly told members that money would be used for programs to support students. The district offered a 1% pay increase. However, union members have said they want a 2.5% raise. Additionally, the union said district officials have sought to increase class size for at least 29 schools in the district. Union members, they want smaller class sizes. The union has also requested to team up with the district to seek new revenue from large local corporations. The union has to give the district a 10-day notice before a walkout can begin. Mediation sessions between union members and district officials are still scheduled starting tomorrow through February 7th. Hey, uh, Rook, I'm, I'm curious because yeah. I wasn't able to watch the goal. I listened to a little bit about it when I'm on my uh, drive. But uh, oh, yeah. when That's you fine. and A-Raj were, were hanging out today, do you know, were you pointing them in the direction of like maybe some eateries, some hot spots to, to check out? While I don't want to hear. I don't need a food discussion. You know discussion. what? I, I won't. In fact, thank you, Joe, because thank you. Thank you. Uh, Reeves, <laughs> uh, you don't kiss and tell. Yeah. Got it. Now, I'm not saying I made out with them or anything like that, but I'm just saying, Got you weird. know, we were we spent some time this morning. You're not confident. Uh, yeah, you know what? You don't. Uh, a guy never tells, right? That's right. Oh, yeah. that's right. It's kind of confidence, like a lawyer, doctor, confidentiality agreement. Yeah, just yeah. like that. Yeah. Right. Former CIA Director John Brennan is calling out Republicans for what he's calling reckless partisan behavior 
over the handling of that secret memo about the FBI's surveillance practices. Brennan said, I had many fights with congressional Democrats over the years on national security matters, but I've never witnessed the type of reckless partisan behavior I'm seeing now from Devin Nunes and House Republicans. The president reportedly wants the memo released. However, the FBI director that Trump appointed, Christopher Wray, says the memo shouldn't be released. Reports say the White House is worried if the president does release the memo that Ray may resign as director of the FBI. Ray says the FBI has grave concerns about material omissions of fact that fundamentally impact the memo's accuracy. I have a serious question. Yeah. Why, why, why was Rogers here and who paid him to be here? Uh, he was He's here. He's got an be- estate in La Jolla, California. Why in the hell would you be here? He was here on behalf of. Was it the Marriott Hotel that they in were other promoting? Words, somebody's yeah. paying him. Yes, yeah. to be here. A yeah. lot of those guys that are making the rounds in Radio Row. That is why they're here. All right. They're- He's got a nice spot too, about ten miles north. He was telling me ten miles north of Green Bay. <laughs> Does he? That he stays in. Yeah. Uh, he stays in California. I mean, maybe I shouldn't be talking. No, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. Is he on the golf course in in La Jolla? I you know I I'm not know. gonna I'm done talking know. about it I can't I don't want to reveal anymore. Were you the fam invited out? Not telling. You wait till I tell you about Emmett Smith though, man. He's was just President Trump has decided me alone. not to take part in a Super Bowl Sunday interview this weekend. White House official said he's not doing a Super Bowl interview. Sources at NBC affirm that their interview requests have been turned down. Uh, Trump, they said, though, still has an open invitation should he change his mind. NBC is televising the Super Bowl Sunday. A pre-Super Bowl interview with the president has become an American tradition in the past decade. When Fox televised the Super Bowl last year, Trump did sit down with Fox's Bill O'Reilly at the White House. Syrian president. I like O'Reilly's take on Trump, Trump and the FBI and Mueller. And O'Reilly's take on it is, yeah, Trump probably threatened to fire him. And 30 minutes later, he was playing Candy Crush. He would have forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Or thinking about his next tweet. Yeah. Syrian President Bashar Assad's government might be developing new, more sophisticated chemical weapons, according to the Trump administration. Oh. The characteristics of recent alleged attacks suggest that Syria is producing chemical weapons despite that 2013 deal to destroy its program. According to officials, they say it's highly likely Syria kept a stockpile of weapons. The officials also say Syria may be making new kinds of weapons either to improve their military capability or to escape international accountability. The officials say the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, ISIS, keeps using chemical weapons like sulfur, mustard, and chlorine. The militants are using shells or improvised explosive devices to deliver the chemicals, according to officials. You mentioned mustard. That wouldn't be like sardines and mustard from the dollar store, would it? Ew. It's a different we kind know of what deal. that looks like, don't we? This is toxic. I'll give it a shot. Let's take a vote. (laughs) (laughs) A name change for Walmart became official today, but you probably won't notice. In the past, it's Walmart. W-A-L-M-A-R-T. It's now officially just one word. W-A-L-M-A-R-T. Small case M? Uh, Yes. So in order to be 100% accurate, um, all those people on the Internet are going to have to go back and change those Walmart video pictures? Of the pe- bad people and yeah. bad dresses? I think they're grandfathered in. Oh, okay. You don't have to go back. <laughs> or the clown that we saw in the video. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The company's been known as Walmart Stores, Inc. with the Dash since 1970. It announced the change in December, and it became official today when it filed new incorporation papers in Delaware. Dave Dahl coming up. Cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. 
Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Hi, Dave. Oh, time out. I got a little button move around. That's my fault, Dave, not yours. TV weather room. Hi, Dave. Hi there, guys. You got me? Sorry about that. Yeah. All right. Nine below for the overnight low tonight. Right now we're at four above zero, but 15 below for the wind chill. Tonight, going down to nine below. The good news is the winds are going to lighten up a bit, five to 10 miles per hour. But wind chill still 20 to 25 degrees below zero, so it's going to be cold. Uh, Friday looks cold as well. Sunny in the morning, uh, clouds increase in the afternoon. High temperature of around 14, so a little bit warmer. And then some light snow developing late Friday or Friday night, and that's going to last into Saturday. Saturday looks like two to four inches of fluffy snow. Uh, still cold, though, with the high temperature around 14. And then Sunday drops more back up to back to 8 above the afternoon high on Sunday. And uh, wind chills probably in the 15 to 20 below range once again by Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. And Monday looks uh, pretty nice, 16 for the high. There will be some light snow and flurries that uh, accumulate again on Monday. So we'll watch that with uh, maybe another inch or two. I just had weather mania. What is Sunday afternoon as people wait to get into the game? Uh, they're going to be probably standing in eight above weather with wind chills of around 15 degrees below zero. Mm-hmm. So as mm-hmm. they wait there, it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Is it five, what, about 525 the game starts? 530, 540. Okay. And then uh, Monday, as we said, warms up to 16. Next week, it stays in the lower teens for highs most of the week. And overnight lows getting down below zero just about every day. So this cold air is going to last for a while um, as it settles in tonight, down to nine below. Uh, Right now, we're at four above, but a wind chill of 15 below, Joe. Thank you. Thanks. The administration of Governor Dayton said Wednesday that it needs $43 million more in state funding to fix Minnesota's vehicle licensing and registration system. Man. This is on top of having spent $93 million. Officials from Minnesota IT Services and the Department of Public Safety detailed the funding needs as part of a new project roadmap for the Minnesota license and registration system, MinLARS. The rollout in July was a decade in the making and has cost $93 million to date, only to be plagued by problems that led to lines at licensing offices, long delays in, in, in issuance of new car titles and other difficulties. The Dayton administration blew this. They completely blew this, uh, and no one is taking responsibility for it. But saying that they that they blew it is, is too kind. This... This should not have had any glitches in it at all. Yeah, but it did, and the problem is no one knows how to own up to it. Dana Bailey, Executive Director of Projects and Initiatives for Minnesota IT, said that without the new money, there's no other way to achieve a working system. It's Well, because you blew the $93 million. It's a necessary number, and unfortunately, it is at this point our only option, Bailey said. There's no product to buy off a shelf. Uh, the, the lawmakers will have to approve the money. Uh, Republican legislators, of course, uh, heavily critical. But every uh, every citizen of Minnesota should be heavily critical. Uh, Representative Jim Nash, Republican Waconia, said the projected end date of 2019 is grossly unacceptable and that legislators must now find fund a project that's more than a year overdue. Who is taking responsibility for this disaster? I think Minnesotans want to know, he said. I, I want to know. And we're not being offered uh, anyone. No, no one's even being thrown under the bus. Mm. 
uh, asked at a news conference who was being held accountable. Bailey, that Dana Bailey, head of uh, Minnesota IT, uh, said, I can't answer that. Because of data privacy? That's not a good enough answer. The Dayton administration has completely dropped the ball on this because they didn't have the right people in place. Listen to these excuses. <clears throat> the $43 million in additional... Uh, how much time do I have, Rook? You got a couple minutes. Uh, this is not a rebuild. This is in addition to. The skeleton already exists, Bailey said. Uh, Minlar's system costs were initially estimated at $48 million before later climbing to $93 million. Costs will flirt with $140 million if the funding is granted. Joan Redwing, chief enterprise architect for Min IT, said a lapse in technical leadership was partially responsible for launch issues. Not a good answer. See here, right here? Yes. I don't have time now because of this damn Super Bowl uh, we'll move story. It. We'll move it. We'll move that to next hour. Uh, Senator Osmick, go ahead quickly, please. Hey, Joe. Uh, this is one of the great technological disasters that I think Minnesota has ever seen. And by the way, it's just not going to be $43 million. Uh, they just we. I was in a meeting with those staff members, the Minlars people and Department of Public Safety. And there's in the next biennium, there's an additional, uh, I believe it's another $33 million on top of that. Whoa. They're going to be looking for. Um, and it all comes down to sheer incompetence. And unfortunately, the people who really were responsible for this are no longer there, so we can't hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to get some answers on what are you going to spend this money on, what are we going to get for our dollars, and when are you going to make this thing functional? Because the functionality is not going to be complete, apparently, until the end of 2019. Let me read you a quote from Joan Redwing. We had bottlenecks of decision-making, and we didn't have enough programmer supervisors. We had a tier of management, but we did not have individual supervisors that managed small groups of programmers. That's not an excuse. That's a definition of your incompetence. Why didn't you have those people in place? And those are the questions we have been asking them since we started talking about this in our, the Senate Transportation Committee back in uh, back in December. Uh, it also another thing that they did too was they had a system which everybody knows was arcane. It, they had something called a God screen where they could just change anything within the in the system that existed and then keep track of it on little cards, little paper cards. Well, that's a terrible system. We know that but they didn't actually run anything in parallel and they're testing, you know, normally when you roll something out, you have a parallel, you have put your new system in and you have your old system and you run them in parallel. They didn't do that. And then on top of it, they created a test system that was a fraction of the existing system. And their testing was completely invalid because they had no, no idea of the troubles and the volumes that they're going to be dealing with. It's well, sheer incompetence. I'm holding the Dayton administration accountable. Somebody has to. This is well, ridiculous. Well, that's where the buck stops. This is ridiculous. It's not the legislature because the legislature, all we did was give them, mon- give them the money, and they're supposed to be the people who know what they're doing. Well, it's apparent. Fortunately, that, that Joan Redwing, she understands what the issue is, and I work in this type of an industry, so I have a little bit of confidence, but I'm still worried that what we wind up with at the end of 2019 still doesn't work, and nothing has shown me that they're going to get that done. All right, Dave, thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah, this is ridiculous. What you're telling me is, well, we blew this because we didn't have the right people in place. Well, then, no, you blew it 
because you didn't have the right people in right. place. Right. You were supposed to have the right people in place. Can you imagine going upstairs to this guy, Hubbard, and saying, hey, uh, I'm sorry you just spent $143 million or $93 million, but I need another $43 million to fix these things. I didn't have it. would say, uh, how long would you let, last Let's here? sit down, and we're going to, let me tell you why you're not going to get this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wouldn't it be interesting to know how many of the people that screwed this licensing system up got raises under Dayton? Before they left, yeah. Here's the problem. The political class has no competitive nature to answer to. This is this is ridiculous. People are waiting five, six months for titles. Now you witnessed, you witnessed it yourself, as did I. Yeah, I, I witnessed it on two occasions, and I had to really jump through hoops to to find. And I found some helpful people uh, in the in the that were uh, frustrated as well. Yeah, and I finally got it taken care of. But this is ridiculous. Rookie, it, would would your process have been better had you gotten a better deal? Probably, I would have got it right away, but I got screwed. Garage Logic is going to. Uh, <laughs> uh, Garage Logic is coming up with a first. We're going to have a serious discussion about art. Are you right? As it pertains to the mystery, for real? Yeah, for real. For real? It's a. It's, for real? a, it's an insidious uh, situation that we have to get to. Oh, so, oh, so we are going to get serious? Yeah. Okay. I even I, you know, I'm not your art go-to guy. No, that's why I thought it was going to be. But I know how to do my. New, I know how to do my homework. Okay. Uh, it regards a painting now removed from a museum in Manchester, England, due to censorship because of the Me Too movement, and uh, no. the, the the mystery is is running darkly through this whole story. It's a it's a dread. What? Well, if you can change the name of a lake, can you imagine the antiquities we might lose yeah, if it art, offends somebody? Hasn't art always been hands off? Well, you'll we'll have find to, out more. You'll huh? have to listen. I'm not going anywhere. Fifteen hundred ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's four degrees.